In message two, we emphasized being under the direct rule of God. And that really is the reality of the kingdom of God. And when we are living under the direct rule of God through our intuition and according to the sense of life, we are living in the reality of the kingdom of God. Now, message three on being transferred out of darkness into light to live in the kingdom of God as the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus actually is a message on a certain aspect of our living, our experience, when we are living under the direct rule of God. <clears throat> because we know from John 1.5, God is light. So when we are under the direct rule of God, we are under the direct rule of light. And then we will see, as we consider Mark 9, as we read, and a few verses from Matthew on the same event, in our experience, the kingdom of God is the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus into us. God rules us by this shining. Now, it is a fact in the eyes of God that we all have been delivered from the authority of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of God, the realm of light. Just as we have all been redeemed, we've all been regenerated, we've all been justified by grace through faith, but on the side of our actual experience and living, we receive much help from our brother, the Apostle John, when he wrote First John. And he says in chapter 1, verse 7, if we walk in the light, if, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, is cleansing us from every sin. That cleansing is taking place automatically, simultaneously, because we are walking in the light. But in that epistle, the Lord point, uh, John points out to, to all of us, a number of actual situations where believers are living in darkness. That is their condition. Because they are neglecting the two, the two commandments mentioned in that epistle. And those two commandments concern righteousness and love. I just open, I just comment on 
The second one, walking in love, loving your brothers. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen? If you do not love your brother whom you have seen. And it is a fact that when saints do not love another saint. And John even says they may hate. And I've come across this. Not a lot, thankfully. Of hate. Then those that are not loving. And those that are hating, they are in darkness. And so we want just to know that the truth, we we must begin with the truth, that we have been transferred out of darkness into light. Just as we have been uh, grafted into Christ as the true vine. That is our position. But it's a different matter concerning our actual experience and living. Eventually, our experience and living will match our standing before God. And as the result of living in this realm of light, we will experience more and more and more the shining of the resurrected Lord Jesus. Now we go to each section. God has delivered us out of the authority of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of God, which is a realm of light. The kingdom of God is a realm of light. There is no darkness in this realm because there's no death and there's only truth. There are no lies. It's a realm of light. But now we need to see the contrast between darkness and light because we have been delivered out of the authority of darkness. And that is the satanic rule, ruling by darkness. The authority of darkness is Satan's kingdom. Satan has a kingdom, a realm of darkness. So Satan's kingdom belongs in darkness. The authority of God is God's kingdom which belongs to light. There's no middle ground, either satanic darkness or divine light. B, there is a sphere and realm of light and a sphere and realm of darkness. So let's just pause and just in our thought, consider of the more than 7 billion people on the earth. How many of them right now, right this moment, are living in light? 
the vast majority, maybe 99.99999% are living in darkness. We're talking about the actual condition. That this means that almost the vast majority of people on the earth are living under Satan's authority of darkness. And I don't know anything about what's called mainstream news on television or uh, other media. But all, all of those that are speaking, they're in darkness. They are speaking on behalf of the enemy. There's a lot of lying going on every day, even from the government. Darkness, darkness. So these two realms are two kingdoms. A kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. I emphasize, when John mentions this kind of person for the time being is in darkness because they won't they don't care for the truth and they don't love all the brothers the same so they're in darkness that is one thing like to be in a room where you come into your house and you don't leave any lights on and it's all dark then that's easy you turn the switch on there's light but when we are in this kind of darkness, we're under Satan rule. Darkness is the kingdom of Satan. See, as believers in Christ, we have been transferred out of darkness into light. And out of the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the son of the father's love. We should not minimize this truth based upon our condition at certain times, our uh, failures at certain times. We are growing, we're being saved more and more. But it is a glorious fact. God in Christ has transferred us out of darkness. He delivered us. He delivered us. That means we were held there as captives and transferred us out of the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God's love. Now we're in the kingdom. Message six will be on the kingdom of the Son of God's love in relation to the church. But all of us, what a contrast between under the authority of satanic darkness in his kingdom or living in the kingdom of the son of God's love. There's an amazing contrast. One, darkness is the expression and sphere of Satan in death. Light is the expression and sphere of God in light. <clears throat> so darkness is related to Satan 
and death. Darkness equals death. And light is the expression and sphere of God in life. So when we are in light, we are in God, and we are in life. There is no neutrality. There is no middle ground. Two, God has transferred us out of Satan's death realm of darkness into the life realm of light. Formerly, we were in darkness under the authority of Satan. But we have been transferred out of darkness and of the authority of Satan into light and God. I'm thankful that we sang hymn 540. Christ has made me more than conqueror by his mighty victory. We have been transferred once and for all. This is our standing, our position. Now we need to learn to live in this realm of light and God. Three, to be transferred into the kingdom of the Son of the Father's love is to be transferred into the Son. Because, why? Into the Son who is life to us and who rules us in his resurrection life with love and in light. So now we're under the direct rule of God more and more than ever before. And we are in the realm of light that is in the Son of God, who is life. And the Son of God is ruling us in his resurrection life. So his rule conquers death, drives death away from our being, from our mind. The mind set on the flesh is death. When our mind is there, there's death. The mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And now we see that the Lord rules us in his resurrection life with love. This is how God directly rules us. Through life, light, and essentially love. He rules by love. His authority in the kingdom is expressed through love and as love. And we cannot go into this in detail. But the more we are living in the kingdom of God, in the reality of the kingdom of God, as a realm of life and light, and we are under the rule of love, then how can we not love all the brothers and sisters the same? 
How can we not love human beings? Just the lost human beings. Our God is love. We're living in the realm of the kingdom of the Son of God's love. And then the people that we hope will be saved, they're not just objects of our gospel preaching. There are human, they are human beings desperately in need. And we have God's love for people. And that will be manifested in the way we relate to them. We're not just doing a gospel work to increase in numbers. We need the increase. But we're motivated by the love of God. D, light is a ruling power. It rules when it shines. Now, I don't know anything about astronomy or science or like this, but we're all under the same sun. And the last time I was in New Zealand was in 2004. And I don't recall that the sun shining in New Zealand made any noise. So what about in Myanmar? Does the sun shine with a lot of noise? Boom, boom. I'm shining now. Or in Australia? No. This is important. Because light is a ruling power. Light rules when it shines. Light is God. When God is light shines, he rules. That's how he wants to train us to live under light, which requires that we live according to life. If in our own living or in relationships with other brothers and sisters, we live by the other tree, by the right and wrong tree, by the good and evil tree. So our thought, our feeling is directed by what we think is wrong and who we think is wrong and what is right and who is right. That's us. And then we're trying to be under the direct rule of God, but we can't because we're not in the realm of life. The center of which is the tree of life. And the river of water of life is flowing everywhere. But once we are in the kingdom as a realm of life, we are immediately in the realm of light. And it's the shining of the light that rules. And I believe we've all had some kind of experience like this. In various situations. And when the light is shining, you're stopped. You, 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 can't, you can't talk about this anymore. You, you can't do this anymore. 
The light is ruling you. It's not threatening you. It's not punishing you. It's not making you afraid. It's ruling by shining. This is living in the reality of the kingdom. As the realm of the divine life. It is the realm of light. Which is God. And light, I say again. Rules. Light rules by its enlightening. So the light is shining. But if our being somehow is closed. Then we are not experiencing the enlightening. But when we turn our heart to the Lord. And tell him by prayer. Lord I just open my whole being to you. I open my heart. I open all my inner being the best I'm able to do it. The light that has been shining now enlightens you. Enlightens your mind. It helps you know the reason for your feeling about this. Why you feel that. It's shining on the will. And so now you're getting clear what it is you intend. And so this is the enlightenment that on our side requires our cooperation just by being open, turning to him and let the light shine. It rules, I want to emphasize, by its enlightening. And uh, there have been many, many situations. Let's just take a, a semi-annual conference. And it will be live in July. And it will also be available on Zoom in a certain way. But let's say we're back again in the Ministry Conference Center. 4,500 people are there. And a particular message is released. So the light is shining for 75 minutes. To me, the practical length of a training message. It's not legal. It's just a principle. But not everyone will be enlightened. Even though they're sitting there. Because they may be passive or whatever, but if we would just be exercised to turn our heart to the Lord, open our being to the Lord, the light which is always shining will enlighten you. And then you will be ruled in that way. When the light of life shines and rules, it is a kingdom. That's what it is. Now you're in the kingdom because light is shining, light is ruling. This is the reality of the kingdom. Point two, where there is the light of God, there is the ruling power. We are controlled by the power of the divine light. I think it's worthwhile. For me to read those verses from Ephesians 5, 8 
through nine, eight and nine. Okay. For you were once darkness, but are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. This is quite a statement. Once we were not merely in darkness. We were not only under the authority of darkness. We were darkness but now we are light in the Lord not in ourselves in the Lord walk as children of light and toward the end of John the gospel of John chapter 12 he said I am the light of the world he who believes in me will be born of light to become children of light and walk as children of light. That is to live in the realm of light. Now we come to a very particular uh, burden. And the, the reading was quite inspiring and enlightening with an excellent spirit. The kingdom of God is the transfiguration of Jesus, the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. Now we read, or had read to us, the verses from Mark 1 through 9. But I want to read two or three verses from Matthew, which is on the same subject. But certain expressions are used which are helpful to us. So Matthew 16, verse 28. Truly I say to you, there are some of those standing here who shall by no means taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his power. They will not only see the kingdom, they will see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So the natural thought is, these believers will be alive on the earth when the Lord Jesus comes again. And they will see him coming from the heavens. That is just a religious thought. That is not the divine revelation. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and brought them up to a high mountain privately. Now we have a crucial verse. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun. Can you think of another verse or at least another book that speaks of 
a face shining like the sun? You'll find it in Revelation 1. The Lord's face is like the sun. And his garments became as white as light. And then we just go back to Mark 9 to see the emphasis there again. And there in 9.1 it says they will see the kingdom of God having come in power. But Matthew adds the son of man, you know, coming in his kingdom. So we see both the kingdom of God in its power. And we see the son of man coming in with the kingdom. A, what is described in Mark 9, 1 to 10, 1 to 9, is a picture of the kingdom of God coming in power. It's a picture. When the Lord comes back to the earth visibly, he will be coming, shining in glory and with power. That will be when he comes back visibly. But what we have here is a picture of the Lord coming with his kingdom in that way. And that picture points to something in our experience as those living in the reality of the kingdom of God. The center of this picture is the glorified Jesus. Are we clear? The center is the glorified Jesus. The glory that was in him when he became a man in the flesh. It was not visible. It was all deep within him. When he died, it was released. When he was resurrected, it was imparted. But during that period of time, the glory that was in the center of his being was shining forth through his body, shining forth in glory the way he will shine when he comes again. This is like a foretaste, a preview of something. And so the glorified Jesus is the center and with him were Moses and Elijah, representing the Old Testament saints, Peter, James, and John, representing the New Testament saints. Oh, our dear brother Peter, who was so quick to talk, to make suggestions, to take actions. He didn't know what to say. So instead of saying nothing, he said, this is my rendition of it. Lord, look, you, Moses, Elijah, I got a great idea. Let's build three tents. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. All, all you three are equal. 
will put you in the center. And that is when God interfered with the cloud and the glory and the speaking. And then when the disciples kind of recovered their awareness, their conscience, they saw only Jesus. B, for the Lord Jesus to be transfigured meant that his humanity was saturated and permeated with his divinity. This transfiguration was his glorification, was equal to his coming in his kingdom. Remember, the Lord told the disciples when they were walking down from the mountain, don't talk about this to anyone else until after my resurrection. That's a very important word, he said. Peter, don't talk about it. Don't tell your wife what was going on up in the mountain. Don't tell anybody else. James, John, same thing. I called you sons of thunder for a reason. But just don't mention it. But why did he say, don't talk about it? Don't tell others about it until after my resurrection. Because his resurrection was his glorification. And now they could describe the picture they saw. And so I want to read this again because the thought is so uh, remarkable. For the Lord Jesus to be transfigured meant that his humanity was saturated and permeated with his divinity. And that's going to happen to you. You are going to be transfigured. You're going to have a transfigured body. How? By divinity permeating your humanity. This transfiguration on the mountain was the Lord's glorification. And this glorification was equal to his coming in his kingdom. Do you see the time difference? In Revelation 1, fulfilling the prophecy in Malachi, he will come as the sun of righteousness. He will be the blazing sun shining everywhere, his face full of glory. Everyone will have to realize this is the son of God. This is the Lord. This is the king. But this was a preview, a picture of what it will be like. When the Lord is glorified and comes in his glory. One, the Lord's word about the coming of the kingdom of God in power was fulfilled by his transfiguration on the mountain. He said, you're going to see the son of man coming in his kingdom with power. And I repeat, they all thought, wow, we're not going to die we're going to still be alive when the Lord comes back. This is wonderful. I want to be among those. 
Then the Lord took the three, and they saw the Son of Man coming in his kingdom in power, but not in the way they thought. They had a glimpse of what it will be. And the essence of that glimpse was an experience of living under the shining of the glorified Jesus. The shining of him. Whenever the Lord is shining, and the, the reality of his shining, that's the kingdom. This is what the picture is telling us. Point two, the transfiguration, the shining of the Lord Jesus, was his coming in his kingdom. Where his transfiguration is, there is the coming of the kingdom. So let's suppose you're having a very precious time alone with the Lord in the morning. It seems to be a very special time. You're truly being revived. Life is just stirring in you. And you have a kind of glimpse of the transfigured Jesus. He wants to come to you. I'm going to give you a glimpse of the shining Jesus. I'm going to give you just a little view maybe for 90 seconds in your spirit. You're going to just see the transfigured, resurrected Jesus. And you'll realize that's the coming of the kingdom. That's what it will be like. And then the Lord would seem to be saying, I don't want to just wait until I come, as described in Revelation 1. I'd like to come to you every day. I'd like to come to you a lot. Actually, I'd like you to live under my shining more and more. This is the reality of the kingdom. The fulfilled prophecy is the manifestation of the kingdom. Three, the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus was the realization of what he is. The people were talking. They didn't know who he was, what kind of person he was. Physically speaking, he's not attractive, just an ordinary person. He is from a pitiful city and born in poverty. He's a carpenter. Who knows that he's the son of God? No one can know. But when he was on the mountain, those three got a view. When the Lord was transfigured, they, be, they began to realize who he is. Remember that time when they're all in the boat and the Lord is in the back? And a strong wind is coming. And the water is starting to fill the boat. And what's the Lord doing? He's sleeping 
at the end, in the back. And you just look at Mark and the other Gospels. They went to him and said, Jesus, doesn't it matter to you that we're going to drown? And so uh, he woke up. Then he rebuked the wind and the, ri- and, and the waves. It all stopped. It was calm. Then they're saying, what kind of person is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. Well, now they got a glimpse. I'm the son of God in glory. Now, do you have some idea? Then the Lord made it, God the Father made it very clear by saying, this is my son, the beloved. Hear him. I hope Moses got it. Don't listen to Elijah. Don't listen to Moses. Hear him. Are you getting clear, Peter, James, and John? You have seen the transfigured Lord Jesus. Now you have a glimpse of what he really is. For when Christ is transfigured within us, now we're getting experiential. He is transfigured within us. I don't have the words to describe this. Only an experience will help you understand this. But we know we all with unveiled face are beholding and reflecting the glory of the Lord. All of us. And we're being transformed into his, the same image from glory to glory. That's for all of us. And there will be times as we are beholding him He is transfigured within us. Not physically, not psychologically, but in our spirit. We see the transfigured Jesus. This is the King Jesus. That transfiguration becomes the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life. It's not only the light ruling. It is the transfigured, glorified, resurrected, indwelling Son of God who is shining. And so, this transfiguration, this shining of the Lord Jesus, what? It becomes to us the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life. I believe the time will come when a brother or a sister is driving and other drivers are being either reckless and they're reacting to this. And maybe the Lord will say, now is the time for a little transfiguring. While you are behind the wheel, I'm going to do a little transfiguring in me. And you realize Do you know who's in you? The kingdom is in you. The kingdom of light, the kingdom of glory is in you because the one who is this kingdom is now reigning in you by shining. And then you gently put your foot on the brake and slow down. Let the traffic whiz by. You'd rather... 
be here with the transfigured Jesus. Five, the kingdom is the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. This part of the outline is largely indebted to a message Brother Lee gave in a summer conference and training in 1972 in that big book called The Kingdom. And I was there and heard this message. I'm not exaggerating. It changed my inner life. Oh, the kingdom is the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. It's not only the reality of the Lord Jesus. It's the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus in you. To be under his shining is to be in the kingdom. In Revelation 22, 4 and 5, we read those verses. When we have become the new Jerusalem, all of us, in the new heaven and the new earth, we will see the Lord's face. And he is the light shining. And that shining is ruling us. And then the light flows through us, enabling us to reign over the nations. This is going to be our eternal way of living under the shining of the glorified face of our Lord Jesus. To be under his shining is to be in the kingdom. And maybe a helpful prayer, a simple prayer, would be, Lord, please give me the experiences I need to be under the shining of the glorified Jesus. Lord, I want to be under the shining. I want to be in the kingdom of Jesus shining over me. Lord, I heard the message on living under the direct rule of God. And I was just learning something. I'm still kind of trying to absorb that. But now I'm seeing something more definite. It's not just God ruling me. He's not just saying, I'm God, now obey me. It's not like that. The direct rule is by shining. Doesn't that sound... Uh, precious, isn't there something in your being that say, Lord, make this real to me. I just give myself to you again in a fresh way. Then I can be this kind of kingdom person living under your shining. See, Christ has been sown into our heart as a seed. This seed will grow and develop until it blossoms and is manifested in glory. The one whom we have received as the seed of the kingdom of God needs to grow in us until he blossoms from within us. Are there any uh, newly born baby girls named Blossom? Anybody named Blossom? 
That's quite a lovely name. Blossom. I don't know if I'll be around long enough to have great, great grandchildren. Maybe one of the grandchildren will have a blossom kangas. But anyway, that's just human thought. That's just granddaddy, elderly man thought. But there's going to be a blossoming from within us. You know, when the Lord comes in glory, he will come in two ways at the same time. He will come outwardly, coming shining as the sun. And he will come out inwardly from within us. Because now he's going to glorify us. He's going to transfigure us. So here I come. And we're looking there. He said, wait a minute. Turn inward. You are blossoming. You are a glory flower, blossoming. This blossoming will be the transfiguration of the Lord in us. In a practical, experiential way. This is going to happen to all of us in various degrees. The Lord's hand will follow this. That. Here we are. This blossoming from within. Is the transfiguration of the Lord in us. In a practical, experiential way. And then. This may only last 20 seconds, 30 seconds. They say, wow, what is this? This, this is the reality. This is the kingdom, the shining of the Lord Jesus. Don't you want to live under this all the time? The enemy has no ground. Sin, death, lies, fear, anger, all these negative things. They can't touch you. They can't reach you. They can't reach God. No, they can't reach you. Because you're in a realm where these things can never penetrate. Then too, the kingdom of God is the spreading of the Lord Jesus by shining over us. And so a spreading is taking place. I sincerely believe that even right now in this meeting together, at least a little spreading is taking place. I'm not trying, I'm not being introspective, but I just have the inner sense there's spreading, there's some spreading going on in me. And there are hardly any uh, faces on the screen. I just see black with white letters for names all over the place, but I know you're there. But it's quite encouraging to see some faces. And to be able to address these faces and say, oh, there's a spreading taking place in you. It's, there's been spreading. This is the second day of spreading. I don't know if someone will ask you next week, you know, what did you do over the weekend? This kind of special weekend. And you just say, well, I was experiencing a lot of spreading. <laughs> what do you mean spreading? Well, there was the spreading of the kingdom. What do you mean by the spreading of the kingdom? Do you really want to know? Huh? Do you really want to know? Because I really, really want to tell you what I've been learning. The spreading of the kingdom is Jesus shining inside of me as the reality of the kingdom. And I really like this. 
I want to be here forever. And by the way, since you asked me, may I tell you something? It's on my heart for you. Please. I want you to be here also in the same realm. I want you to be delivered from darkness and transferred into this realm of light. So all you have to do is follow me in praying and everything will be changed. Now, the last section about our future. Our, we say in hope, of the overcomers, the co-kings, the righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Well, only the Lord knows if during the age of the kingdom, there will still be these cities in New Zealand. So let's say they're still Dunedin. And so surely the Lord has to assign ruling over New Zealand, over Myanmar. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. When there's glory and righteousness and reality and love and life all over the place. And who knows? You may be there ruling Shining like the sun. This is how the co-kings are going to rule. Because this is how the Lord rules. By shining. And so now, again, we don't know. We'll have to find out. We're told we'll have a resurrected body. Like the Lord Jesus. So he could come into the room where the door is shut and be there. So maybe... Maybe we'll have this kind of capability. We realize, oh, in this household, this is a bitter argument. Then you just appear. No one opened the door. No one heard you knock. And then you're just shining. I'm just imagining a little, trying to make the point. I love this verse. The righteous will shine forth like the sun. In the kingdom of their father. A the lover of Christ. Eventually is transformed. Into the heavenly bodies. We see this in song of songs. She looks forth like the dawn. I do know a sister named dawn. She looks forth like the dawn. She is as beautiful as the moon. She is clear. As clear as the sun. The Lord's bride will be like this. Oh, what a countenance you'll have. You're like the dawn. You're like the fresh morning light. And you're as beautiful as the moon reflecting the light of the sun. And you are as clear as the sun. Let's get married. We've been engaged for a long time. Come on into the wedding feast. Let's get married. You have made yourself ready. B, the moon signifies the church, the wife of Christ. The church shines in the dark night of this age by reflecting the light of Christ as the sun. 
So we are reflecting. And I believe more and more, I'm addressing New Zealand as representative, there will be more and more reflecting of the light of God in New Zealand that has ever been there before. And you are going to be the reflectors. And the churches, whether it's in Auckland or wherever they are, Christ Church, they will all be reflecting the light of the sun while inwardly you are becoming the same as the sun. See, Christ is the sun of righteousness. Christ is the sun of righteousness, arising with healing in his wings, healing and reconstituting us with himself so that we may shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. Now, Micah 4.2 is a prophecy. Christ, as the son of righteousness, will come with healing in his wings. But he knows we all need healing. We have all been damaged, sometimes starting very early in our human life. Because some things have happened. We we may not be conscious of them, but they limit our enjoyment. They limit our experience of the reality of the kingdom. So the sun of righteousness arises within us with healing and reconstituting us in himself. He will heal us. I, I admit gladly, I need healing. I need healing. Only you know the wounds that we have all been afflicted of. The words that pierced us. The situations. The mistakes we made. That damaged us. But here you are healing us by shining. Oh, you are our shining healing sun. And now you're reconstituting us with yourself so that we may shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. Lord, you're shining in us like the sun in preparation for us to shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Don't you want to be there in whatever place of the earth the Lord would send you? You're just there, shining forth like the sun. That's how you're ruling. What a future we have. That is why now, experientially, we want to know what it is to live in the reality of the kingdom of God. We're learning what is the direct rule of God. Now we see the ruling of God is by light but the shining of the transfigured Jesus in us, the reality of Jesus shining in us, and the Lord would like to increase this in us, little by little, day by day. To be saved is to be healed. We are saved from the darkness of self-deception, the authority of darkness, By living in the light, under the ruling of light. Sometimes the light just breaks in. The Lord arranges the situation. 
and now very bright light shines in. And the Lord takes a major step. The enemy is driven out. The darkness is forced to leave. We're under the ruling of light. This part of our being now is under the ruling of light. And finally, we need to experience God as light in the lamb as the lamb. So that we may live under God's inner ruling. So God is the light. The lamb is the lamb. The L-A-M-B is the L-A-M-P in English. And this is light shining on us so that we may live under God's inner shining. It's an inner shining, an inner ruling, sorry, an inner ruling. This is the reality of the kingdom of God, the inner ruling. Thank the Lord we have been transferred out of darkness into light. Now we're learning to live in the kingdom of God, as the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. Now there's more than 25 minutes remaining. Uh, The message was shorter. Uh, I'm very content with that. I believe the burden has been released. And now it's time for many of you. It's your turn to shine. You won't know that you're shining, but we'll know. And we enjoy the shining in one another because we really love one another. What a kingdom life we're in. Thank the Lord.